morning. How's everybody feeling this morning? Feeling great, feeling great. Got your Christmas shopping done? Everybody good to go, right? Stress is over. No one. Very good. Well, well, welcome to Rocky River this morning. My name is Travis Bush. I'm the Family Life Pastor here. and So glad that you've decided to worship with us this morning. We're going to continue in our Christmas series, Christmas at Rocky River Church. Very, uh, very simple this, this year. Um, and I wanted to let you know right off the bat that, um, that Dawn, our video person this morning, is not sick um, because we've only got one screen working. And so I didn't, want you to, I didn't want you to think that she messed up or anything like that. Welcome to Portable Church. Um, we, we, there's, there's the guessing game uh, every Sunday morning about 6.30 when we're unpacking all the trailers and, and everything on whether or not everything's going to work and we're going to be able to have church on that Sunday morning. Um, most, most of the time everything does, um, but this morning we got here and, uh, and the projector, uh, the bulb is out, so, um, so just wanted you to know that there's not a, a dawn issue, it's, a, it's an equipment issue, and so don't, don't yell at her. Uh, yell at the projector like we've already done a couple times this morning. And uh, so wanted to let you know that and, uh, and just, just as part of welcome. We're going to come this morning from Micah chapter 5. And so if you've got your Bibles, turn there. If you don't have your Bible, if you've got your, your bulletin that you should have received when you walked in the door this morning, there's message notes uh, there. And if they serve you, you can go ahead and pull those out. And the scripture that we're going to be reading from this morning is actually on that, those message notes. And when I gave that text to Teresa, I was a little ambitious and, and thought we could cover all 15 verses of this text um, this morning, but we're not going to be able to. We're going to get to about the first five, because I want you to be able to go home and enjoy the beautiful weather outside and, and just, have a, just have a great Sunday afternoon. And so I don't, I don't want to keep you here for six hours. I only want to keep you here for three. And so we're going to only cover the first, the first five verses there in Micah chapter 5. And so if you've got your Bibles... Uh, or if you've got your message notes there, pull those out and read along with me. It says in the New American Standard Version, and if you've got your Bibles, uh, Micah is in the Old Testament. He's one of the uh, it's one of the minor prophet uh, prophecies there, and so uh, turn there and and uh, and follow along with us. Micah chapter five. It says, "Now muster yourselves in troops, daughter of troops. They have laid siege against us. With a rod they will smite the judge of Israel on the cheek." Verse two. But as for you, Bethlehem. Too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Verse 3. Therefore he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor has born a child. Then the remainder of his brethren will return to the sons of Israel. And he will arise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will remain because at that time... He will be great to the ends of the earth. This one will be our peace. And we talked about a couple weeks ago, we talked about having hope at Christmas time as we wrapped up our, our November series. And, and Jimmy kind of, kind of launched us into to Christmas last week talking about a Savior. And this, this week I want to I talk to you about finding strength at Christmas. Finding strength at Christmas. Because some things that, that are going to happen or that have already happened maybe years ago or maybe even weeks ago or days ago or hours ago, some of the things that happen around this Christmas time just, just, just take the life right out of you. They take the strength right out of you. They take the breath right out of you. For some of us, it's going to in-law's house. 
it's not me, but uh, you know, it's, it's for for some of us. Um, for some of us, it's the shopping. For some of us, you know, it's it, it it is it is family. All joking aside, for some of us, you know, it's 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 the cooking that goes into the uh, the decorating. You know, I'm not I'm not sure what it is for you, but for some of us, uh, for some of us, it's it's remembering what we don't have anymore at Christmas, whether that be a family member or 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 what have you. Whatever it is, that sometimes it's hard to find strength at Christmas. It's hard to find hope at Christmas. And that's why we've been talking about those things for the last couple weeks. But today, I want to talk to you about finding strength this Christmas. Finding strength this Christmas. And from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, actually, on on in that verse, I want to point out three things to you about Jesus that we find from the Old Testament. Micah here is, 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 there's an Old Testament prophecy here about the coming Son in Bethlehem being born. It, have any of you guys, just real quick, have any of you guys been able to make it out to Carolina Christmas to, to just see it, to just walk through it? Some of you have, I think some of you have. I mentioned it two weeks ago in my sermon, and that Sunday night some of you guys came out to check out the six foot eight shepherd that, uh, yeah, those costumes don't fit me. It's, it's quite a challenge to, to go out there because it makes me realize how abnormal I am. And, uh, I don't need a reminder of that sometimes, but, uh, but I, I love Carolina Christmas, and we had some, some of you guys come out and, and check it out. I, 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 love, I love the picture of that, how, um, how in Bethlehem, you know, it, it, was more of a, it was more of a cave. It wasn't this big barn that some of us, you know, picture and, and, and all of that. I love that, and here we have the prophecy of Jesus, and so I want to point out three things um, from this passage in Micah chapter 5, just in verse 2. Um, where, where, it talks about, um, where it talks about the coming King, the coming Jesus. So let me read verse 2 for you again, and then we'll dig in. It says, They covet... Uh, whoa, that's chapter 2. Um, verse 2. But as for you, Bethlehem, uh, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from, from you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. The first thing I want to point out to you from this verse today is that Jesus is the one who goes forth for God. Michael was talking about how Jesus is the one who goes forth for God. If you think about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, uh, one God, three expressions, okay? The Trinity, one God, three expressions, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, those are the expressions of God. God is our Father. The Son is, is, is the one that goes forth for God, as we're reading right here, and then the Holy Spirit is the one that comes and lives in us and is, is, is that mediator. And when, and when you think about that, Micah is talking about Jesus as the one that's going to go forth for God. This speaks of Jesus' role as Savior. And so Micah, Micah is prophesying, he's, he's, he's speaking forth the coming Savior. The coming Savior. 1 John 4.14 um, talks about and, and addresses that we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And so this Christmas, this, this, these next couple weeks as we celebrate, we're not, we're not celebrating our family, we're not celebrating the food, although very tempting. We're celebrating the, the, the coming Savior that, that Micah here was talking about. The, the Savior that has come to save us. To save us. To save us. And Micah here talks about Jesus is the one who goes forth for God. This Christmas we're celebrating a Savior, a hero for our lives. The second thing that Micah points, points out is that Jesus goes forth for God 
to be ruler. To be ruler. Sovereign over God's people and sovereign over God's creation. Not only is Jesus the, the coming Savior, our Savior, but He's our ruler. He's our King. He's our King. Rule, ruler of our lives. You don't have to control it all this Christmas. Do you ever, do you ever get into the mindset where I, I've got to do all this? I've got to control all this. It's got to be in my hands. If I don't have a plan, if, if I can't lay it out on how it's going to work, then it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, I, lo- I love your A-type personalities because you have to see the plan. It's, it's got to be laid out there. Um, Jimmy and I, we see the end result, and then it's up to somebody else to, to come up with the plan. Right, Teresa? But, but, but it's comforting to know that there's a ruler that, that already has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for a future. And so this coming ruler is coming to be ruler over our lives so that we don't have to control every moment of every day of every moment of our life. We have a ruler who already has a plan for our life, and as long as we're faithful and obedient to his providence and to his plan, then all the circumstances are going to work out for his glory. That doesn't mean it's all going to be great, and it's all going to be easy, and nothing's going to be hard, and there's not going to be any speed bumps or mountains that come in the road, but it does mean that God is still ruler because he sent his son to be ruler over our lives and in our lives. The third thing I want to point out to you from Micah chapter 5 this morning is Micah says, Jesus goes forth from the days of eternity. This should remind us that God is God and that Jesus is God. In John 1.1, 1, 1, it says that the, 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 um, the Apostle John tells us that Jesus was in the beginning with God and that Jesus is God. There is strength that comes from eternal love of God, from the eternal love of God that He would send us an eternal ruler. The point being is that God's always with you. His love is eternal. Not only, not only do we have a Savior, not only do we have a ruler of our lives, but we also have a, a God that loves us enough to send a Savior, a God that loves us enough to send a ruler for our lives, and a God that loves us enough to make that love eternal. That, ter- that, that love never dies out. But, but it says in Micah very, very, very clearly there at the end of Micah, Micah chapter 5 verse 2, His goings forth are from long ago from the days of eternity, meaning from beginning to end. And so that love is eternal. And from that love this morning, I want to show you how you can have strength in the, in the ruling uh, Savior God. God. And so I want you, I want you to be able to find strength from that this morning. Find strength from that this morning. I, I went over to to Peak Fitness the other week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something over there and I saw our janitor, Tyrone, which, which Tyrone, who comes and opens the school every morning for us at, at 6 o'clock, is just an awesome guy. He's always got a smile on his face no matter what's happening. Um, and, and he was taking me back there and he was, he was telling me... Um, he was, he was showing me around the place because I was, I was there for something else, but he, he was giving me a tour of the place. And he, he took me over to the free weight section. And I said, I don't, you know, I don't really come 
to this section. It's not, it's not necessarily about the weights, but it's more about the people that hang out in there. It's not that I'm intimidated, Tyrone. It's just... Anyway. Um, but, and, and he was taking me over there, and he was, he was showing me all the weights, and, and he, told, he said, just, you know, just sit down on this bench right here and, and do a bench press. I said, man, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to do that. He's like, come on, Travis, this is where you get big. This is where you get... I said, big ain't the problem in my life, buddy. I'm already... Anyway. And, and, and he, said, he said, this is where you get strong. This is where you get big. And, and I thought about that. I thought about that. When I go to the gym, I feel like I leave smaller than when I got there. Because of everybody around me. Man, there's guys in there. There's a guy at the Y that, that, that works out sometimes when I'm in there. And he's, he's a little guy. He's, he's, you know, he's little. He's about 6'5". And um, no, he's a, little, he's a little guy in there. And man, he'll be over there benching and working out. He'll, he'll be benching like 350. And, and I, I, I put on about 75 pounds. I'm benching, I'm benching the bar, you know what I'm saying? And, and getting a workout, 45 pounds. And I just want to kick that dude and tell him Merry Christmas. But... Um, you know, do some things that you have to repent of later. Have you ever been in those moments? And, and, I, and I was thinking, I was thinking, the gym isn't where I find strength. <laughs> that, that isn't where I find strength. You know, other people, they try to find strength um, in, in movies or strength in music or strength in, in, um, in, in you know, family or, or, or different places uh, like that. And God's been really showing me this week that you can't find your strength anywhere but His Word. There's, 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 no, there's no place to find real strength than God's Word, than, than time in His presence. There's, there's, no, there's no place to find strength than, than where Micah can prophesy of a coming son and say in verse 5, this one will be our peace. He says in uh, chapter 5, verse 5, this one will be our peace. You know, we try to find peace in so many things but God. And, and, if, and, if, and if what God says here is true through Micah, that God through Jesus sent a Savior, a ruler that is eternal, then, then we can draw three conclusions by way of encouragement today to find strength from our Savior this Christmas. And so... If you're taking notes, here's three things, three encouragements that I want you to take from here and find strength from this Christmas. And the first, first thing I want to encourage you to do, first thing I want to challenge you to do for the next couple of weeks is, <clears throat> is and it's, it's going to sound a little bit different, but right praying. The first thing that we have to do is right praying. What do I mean by right praying? Well, sometimes we can pray the wrong way, can't we? Have you, ever, have you ever prayed the wrong way? Um, like for the Panthers to win? Or, uh, or for, that, for that car that you know you don't need? Or for that, for that thing or for that circumstance to just, to just work out? I was watching Bruce Almighty uh, recently and, and the, the whole prayer request scene where the three million prayer requests come in and he just answers yes and then all chaos just breaks loose in the world because because people were praying for things they didn't necessarily need or for things that, that, that God just wasn't involved in even. 
And so, so the, first, the first encouragement that I want to encourage you to do this Christmas is right praying. And that includes three things. Number one, praying. Just simply praying. The commitment to prayer. The commitment to prayer. Because to right pray, you've got to make the, the, the decision to pray. You've got to get alone and worship in prayer. Don't make the only time you pray at church when Jeff leads us in prayer right before the message. Or don't make the only time that you pray this Christmas right before the Christmas dinner. Don't make the only time that you pray this Christmas around family. Pray for the opportunities that you're going to have to minister to your family members this Christmas. Get alone and, and, and think about those things. Get alone and worship God on your own. Remember that prayer is a two-way street. Remember that, that, if, that if I was going to have a, a relationship with my wife, a, a communication relationship, then I'm not always doing the talking, right? Right, Billy? If we're, if we're going to talk to our wife and have a communication relationship, if we're doing all the talking, we're in trouble, right? Right? We've got we've to stop sometimes and, and, and be quiet and, and allow them to talk back. That communication, that's what prayer is, a communication highway between us and God. And it's two ways. And so sometimes we have to open mouth, insert foot, and let God do the talking. But we don't always allow time for that. We don't always allow time for that. That's why sometimes you just got to get alone and be silent. Be still and know that He is God this Christmas. So the first thing to do is you've got to pray. Second thing, that second thing you've got to do um, it, that, that, that's involved in right praying is supplication. Supplication is an earnest sharing of our needs and problems. Tell God what you're struggling with. Tell God what you're struggling with. He already knows. Tell God the inner, the inner desires of your heart, the inner struggles of your heart, what you're really burdened by. And He knows, but He wants to hear you say it. He wants to hear you ask Him for help with that. Supplication. The third thing is appreciation. Giving thanks to God. When things go wrong in our life, we're quick to call God on the carpet, aren't we? And, and tell Him everything that's going wrong in our life and not even appreciate anything that's going right. God wants to hear you say thank you to Him. We need to appreciate all that God has done in our life and is going to do in our life in advance. And so those three things, first of all, praying, supplication, appreciation, those three things are involved in right praying. And I want to encourage you this Christmas to do some right praying to find strength. You'll find strength through prayer. The second thing is right thinking. So right praying and then right thinking. We must realize that thoughts are real and powerful, even though they cannot be seen, weighed, or measured. We've got to keep everything into perspective in our minds. And we celebrate a king and a shepherd in a couple weeks and nothing else. We've got to keep that into perspective that we're celebrating our king, our savior, our ruler that is eternal and that eternal love. And we're celebrating that. And we've got to keep that into perspective in our minds and realize that our, that our thoughts that go through our minds are powerful, even though they can't be weighed or measured. I want to remind you of that this morning. And the last thing is, is right living. If, you, if you're taking notes, write this down. You cannot separate an outward action and an inward attitude. You cannot separate an outward action and an inward attitude. What's happening on the inside is eventually going to come out on the outside. So how you living? How you living? How you living? See, a lot of us are too worried this time of year. A lot of us are too worried about things going on around. A lot of us are too worried about the bank account. A lot of us are too worried about 
whatever it is that's, that's taking our strength and stealing our joy. Let me tell you what worry is. Worry is wrong thinking and wrong feeling. Worry is also the greatest thief of joy. And worry always results in sin. Because as we worry, we take God right out of the picture. But purity results in peace. Find your strength and find your peace in the promised King and Shepherd by right praying, right thinking, and right living this Christmas. I challenge the students with this over the summer. How, how would your life change? How would your life change if Jesus walked every minute with you every day? How would, how would your life change? What would be different? How would the conversations go? How would the conversations change that you're involved in on a day-to-day basis? How, how would things be different if, if you knew that Jesus was walking right next to you? And the thing that I want to challenge us with this morning is, is how would our Christmas be different? How would the next two weeks of our lives be different if we knew that our Savior, that our King, was walking right next to us? Can I tell you something? He is. He is. He is. He's going to be at the dinner table. He's going to be around the tree. He's going to be in the mall with you, which is a real comforting thing to me. Because if he wasn't there, I don't know if I'd still be a pastor. He's walking right with you. He's walking right with you. And so I want to challenge us to live like it. And I, want to challenge to, I want to challenge us to find our strength from there to wake up. To, to, to enjoy God this Christmas. I hope that encourages you. I hope it encourages you that there's a Savior that we celebrate. And that we don't, we don't just celebrate everything that we talk about. But don't just celebrate Him this Christmas. Enjoy Him this Christmas. Let's pray. God, this morning, I just, uh, I just want to thank You so much for Your Son. And, John, and God, we didn't talk about it this morning, but John 3.16 talks about, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God, we thank You for that Son that You sent to walk this earth. And God, we thank You that we get the opportunity every year to celebrate that. And God, may the challenge be this Christmas to, to keep those things into perspective and to not, to not let those things overtake us or to overrule us, but God, to, to truly sit at Your feet and enjoy You this Christmas just like Mary used to do. God, don't let us have a, a Martha heart that's so concerned with the things around us and, and the shopping and the cooking and everything. We, we, those things are important, but God, help us to keep those things into perspective and have time to sit at Your feet this Christmas and enjoy You and Your Son. God, thank You so much for all that You've given us. In Jesus' name, Amen.